I'm Joe Dawson Gerard, and on today's Back Your People, I'm talking to Heather Lunny from our employment team about the downfall of being social. More specifically, social media in the workplace. We chat about the key issues, some of the tribunals involving social media issues, and what a business can do to mitigate its risk. If you like this podcast, please rate, review, and follow. And as ever, thanks so much for listening. Today, Heather, we're going to do something a little bit different. I don't have a mammoth statistic for us to start chatting about. Instead, I thought we would talk about something that penetrates pretty much every area of our life, work and uh, at home, and that is social media. I think this is quite pertinent to HR and employment advice and law because Quite a few people use social media not just for information sharing purposes or nice things, but also to air grievances. And I thought it might be interesting to start by looking at some of the key HR issues in this arena, Heather. You're right, Joe. Social media has sort of penetrated all aspects of our life, hasn't it? And certainly it's blurred the lines between our private and professional lives. I think it's really common now for employees to specify their workplace or who they work for on their social media accounts, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn is a big factor. People have their own LinkedIn accounts but are expected to use them for work and, and actively encouraged to use them for work purposes, sharing purposes and things. So it certainly has created a number of issues And I think it's about balancing sort of the reasonable expectations of employees as to their privacy against the downfalls for the company where it goes wrong. And all the reputational issues as well. Any employee's online activities can potentially reflect on their employer. And inappropriate behaviour, comments, tweets, they will all have an impact potentially on reputation. And that's got to have consequences. And usually on the worst end of the scale, you're looking at disciplinaries and potential dismissals. And it is finding that right balance and, you know, what rights do employers have to monitor social media activity whilst also respecting the employee's privacy. So you've talked about one of the first issues, which is employee conduct, Mm. really, and how their conduct does have consequences. Mm. I think one of the next ones that springs to mind is recruitment. When people are looking to hire someone, Mm. I have to confess, I do go and look at social pages. Yeah. I mean, it's become a valuable tool for employers, hasn't it? Because they can reach a much wider candidate pool by using social media. But I think it also means that employers have to be extremely careful because the laws around discrimination will still apply. So they need to make sure that, you know, any sort of adverts, even though they're on more of an informal social media setting, still comply with things like discrimination laws. So, yes, it's effective, but you also need to be careful about how you're using it. As a business, though, it's actually an interesting insight into the personality of the person you're hiring that may not come across at interview. I think you're right. You'll get a much more informal, rounded view of that person, won't you, rather than in an informal interview setting. 
Absolutely. It's not always a picture you might want people to see. And I think the other thing that springs to mind, which is something I certainly tell my children, and that is it's not just here today. That might be there for a very long time. I think is a big issue. Things don't disappear, do they, off the internet? So anything you do say today will be here potentially forever. So what about going more down the nasty side now, I suppose, as opposed to the embarrassing, looking at where employees are sharing defamatory statements and also discriminating or harassing people, which are similar areas, really? You know, the same issues arise in terms of the consequences and the potential legal consequences, because employees sharing false or defamatory statements about clients, for instance... Well, who's liable for that? Is that the company if they're shared on, you know, they're held out as a company opinion Mm. or is it the individual? But, the you know, potential defamation cases can arise from that. Discrimination and harassment, you know, if employees are using social media to harass colleagues, either, you know, online or offline, the company is potentially liable for that if it's taken place in the course of their employment. And these are all sort of tricky legal tests, I suppose. But it doesn't mean that just because an individual has posted something on their own social media account that the company isn't potentially liable for it. Yeah, it's a bit of a grey line, isn't it? And then you've got things like sharing sensitive information, breach of confidentiality. Yeah. That, again, is a big issue. You've no control potentially over what your employees are sharing and what information they're sharing and how commercially sensitive that is. And that, again, can have legal consequence in terms of cases. You've just got to think about some of the chat rooms where Mm. some of the state secrets were recently Mm. spilt out. There was a recent case in the Employment Tribunal and it was a case that consisted of a panel. So it was a judge and two lay members. One of the lay members was a HR consultant. The employee won the case. And that panel member then went on to post about the case on her personal HR Facebook page or social media account. I can't remember which one it was, but that led to the company then appealing that decision because they said it demonstrated that she was biased towards the employee and actually the court found or the employment appeal tribunal found that there wasn't any evidence of bias what she'd posted was factual and actually the comments about the case came from people responding to her but she didn't necessarily take them on and she was entitled to sort of post about what she'd been doing professionally on her account but you can see how an innocent comment could have had bigger consequences it didn't in that case there's all sorts of of issues and whilst it's massively effective there are big downfalls potentially as well without a doubt and I think it's interesting when you say about accidental consequences intellectual property so Mm. rights that a business may have you could have someone posting something on their social media account and actually not realizing they're breaching giving away some kind of trade secrets they're unknowingly doing it aren't they it's not deliberate i'd hope not you know you'd hope not especially giving them the benefit of the doubt there joe i suppose you do get some (laughs) who would willingly share but Mm. And then I find it fascinating how all of this has to be balanced with the privacy 
yes. of the employee. Yeah. Because we, you know, we've got to be cautious not to infringe upon their privacy rights when, you know, monitoring or accessing their social media. But on the flip side, we don't want to put the company into a position where there's potential huge consequences because of what our employees are sharing. It is a balancing act. And I think the other sort of key issue is ownership of social media accounts. Obviously, they are private and personal accounts, but who owns them when employees are creating social media accounts on behalf of the employer? Who owns that? Who's got control of that? Are they just solely for work-related purposes or do they cross over into private use as well? So I want to look in a moment or two about what uh, employers and businesses generally can do to mitigate or prevent issues happening. But I thought it might be interesting just to have a quick look at a few cases where this has occurred. Now, the ones that tend to hit the media are usually sort of non-employment related, Mm. usually just where people are misbehaving, I'd say. We've dredged up a few employment ones. Do you want to tell us a bit about the Weeks one? Yeah, so Mr. Weeks published a number of posts on his social, it was his Facebook page, that compared his workplace to Dante's Inferno. (laughs) Um, And he posted things like, no, Dante's Inferno for this happy fatty today, another day at Dante's, fat lad lad living the dream, hope you're all having a better day than I'm going to have. And obviously, as is the case with many of these things, colleagues see it report back to management and it got back to his line manager who confronted him and and effectively for reasons known only to himself (laughs) he refused to refrain from making these types of posts in the future and that would have been a sensible conversation I think to have at that stage to say look we know you've been posting these can you please can you please Mm -hmm. either remove what's there already or stop posting them in the future and he didn't and he carried on doing it and it was in breach of their social media policy and he was dismissed the tribunal concluded that actually you know he'd made comments over a long period of time and they were likely to cause reputational damage it was interesting because there was no actual evidence of reputational damage oh it's just it's likely to but it was likely to cause and that was enough for the tribunal to say well actually dismissal was a reasonable response to that gosh have you got any others i do coming back to your point joe about things that are being posted you know remain forever forever (laughs) one way Um, or another even if you take them down yeah still be found again and and i think one case that highlighted that issue and the potential permanency of comments made on social media was the crichton case so mr crichton was a line manager and an employee raised a grievance about him mm-hmm. and parts of the complaint were that he'd made derogatory comments towards other employees on his twitter account when they investigated that they found posts from two and three years ago and ultimately he was dismissed as a result of that from that posts invest- that were three years were, old yeah Gosh. i mean it, it all fell into the investigation as to he was accused at this stage of his management and comments that had been made and then that was supported by posts that he made in the past about colleagues. That's how it fed into okay. it. And he had almost 30 years service and he brought an unfair dismissal claim and the tribunal rejected his claim. I think that is more to highlight that 
just because, as you said, what you post today can still come back to bite you two, three years down the line, even longer. Now, the two cases you've mentioned illustrate that the tribunal seems to be taking quite a robust approach mm-hmm. to this, a no-nonsense approach. Would that be a fair comment? I think that is a fair comment. I think what is key in probably the majority of the cases is the policies that are in place. And I know that's something you want to come on to in terms of what employers can do. So why don't we do that now? Absolutely. So how do you mitigate sort of the legal risks? I think one of the main and crucial ways to do that is having a clear and robust social media policy in place. And that sets out, you know, the expectations of your employees, the boundaries. Some employers will have things like you can't refer to the company as your employer and your personal Facebook pages because it removes that link then to them. Presumably also the opinions given here are my own and not of anyone else's or any organisation I work for. Yeah, it's all things like that. But the more robust your policy is, the more chance you're going to have to be able to rely on that when you're looking at taking action against particularly employees and potential dismissals. The other sort of key, we always say, don't we, there's no point having a policy that Mm. sits there if nobody's actually really made aware of it. And one of the key things is regular training. Course, to employees yeah. on social media monitoring social media use and a caveat that with we're legally permissible yeah <laughs> and, you, you can know get you lots. can't go on a witch hunt trolling people's private pages necessarily but making sure you monitor particularly where they're using them for work purposes your linkedin accounts and what's being said on there and comments that are being made yeah because most businesses would monitor a business page wouldn't they to handle mm. all of the comments mm. made Good or bad. Yeah. But I think in terms of your policy, you want to be addressing things like confidentiality, protecting the company's reputation, as well as the employee's privacy. Also covering things like remote working. You know, just because somebody works from home doesn't necessarily mean that they're not bound by it or that because they're not sat in an office doing it, that it's not going to have an impact. And then obviously harassment, discrimination, defamation, they need to be mindful of, you know, what they are and aren't, probably more importantly, allowed to post about. And obviously the consequences of that. And then the intellectual property side of it, things like are they allowed to use company logos, for instance, or things of that nature. So I'd say really the key issue is your policy. Okay, thanks very much, Heather. Thanks, Joe.